Welcome to another episode of Sleep Whispers. I'm Eris, and this is my curious little podcast of whispered ramblings and whispered readings, which I hope will help you to relax and fall asleep. This is episode number 211, and specifically, it's a batch episode of four of my favorite quotes from prior episodes. If you're a new listener, then welcome to my little world of whispers. Each week, I rotate through one of six types of episodes to calm those overactive squirrels running around in your brain. These episodes include story time episodes, trivia time episodes, chat episodes, whisper pee episodes, fade out episodes, and tonight you'll hear a badge episode which means I've batched together some great moments of a similar theme from prior episodes. If you're interested in listening to over 200 more Whisper episodes like this one, or listening to my special 8-hour-long episodes of Nature Sounds, background noises, like raindrops, ocean waves, ceiling fans, and white noise, then feel free to click the links in the show notes, or visit my website at sleepwhispers.com. Alright, let me tell you a, a little about these quotes you're about to hear. In the early days of this podcast, I would read one of my favorite quotes to you, and then I'd share why it meant so much to me. In this episode, I'll feature four quotes from four of those early episodes. These were recorded over three years ago, and since then I've been constantly upgrading my microphones, cables, recorders, my recording space, and my editing software. So you may notice that the audio quality is different compared to my newer recordings. First quote is from episode number 47, and I found that quote in a fortune cookie. The quote is, many a false step is made by standing still. You'll hear me talk about the value of 
something new rather than not trying something new. The value of taking a risk versus not taking a risk and being bold and overall just taking an action rather than defaulting to inaction. The second quote is from episode number 52. And this quote is not from a fortune cookie. It's a little more highbrow. It's from a Nobel Prize winning physicist, Richard Feynman. You, you may know him. And overall, it's a long quote. But the key part of the quote is, do crazy things. I was definitely a, a shy kid. Even as an adult, I definitely feel very introverted most of the time. So it's important for me to push myself to do crazy things. And one of the things you'll hear about when I talk about this quote is one of my favorite crazy things to do is to is to buy wigs from thrift stores and then wear them out in public and other places. You'll just have to hear it. The third quote is from episode number 56. And I took this quote from a book about solitude. The quote is kind of long, but the essence is that it's okay to choose not to be married or not to get married. Now, I am married, so it's not about that marriage is bad. It's just that it's a hard choice to make, and it's something took me a lot of consideration and time and patience to find that right person. I like this quote because it's not that you shouldn't get married. It's that I felt it saying it's okay to take your time find that right person. The fourth quote is from episode number 59. And this one's a short quote. It's from William James. And it's, Nothing is so fatiguing as the eternal hanging on of an uncompleted task. So you'll hear me ramble on about how I'm, how I'm not always good at completing tasks and how I need to be more focused, more disciplined. And it's something I've always struggled with. So I basically just chatter on about 
one of my many foibles. <laughs> foible. I don't know why I just said foible. I don't think I've ever said the word foible. I'm not even sure what it means. I, I think it means flaw. But I guess that's another foible that I spit out words even though I'm not always sure of their meaning. Anyway, let me tell you about another great quote. And here it is. Having quality sleep is the foundation for everything good that happens in life. That's a great quote. I pinched that quote from the mission statement of Manta Sleep, who is the sponsor of this episode. Manta Sleep makes sleep masks, and they sent me one to try out, and I was impressed. Visualize two super soft foam eye cups, kind of like small donuts that are held over your eyes by a breathable and adjustable headband. These eye cups block 100% of the light without putting any pressure on your eyelids or your beautiful eyelashes. My wife and I both tried it and we were amazed at the complete darkness and the gentle comfort. They even have a bunch of different styles, like slim masks, cool masks, warm masks, aroma masks, and even weighted masks to get 10% off your order. Just go to mantasleep.com and use the code WHISPERS. That's 10% off by going to mantasleep.com and use the code WHISPERS. And for your ease, I put the discount code and a link to the Mantasleep website in the show notes of this episode. And now, enjoy this batch of some of my favorite quotes from prior episodes. Tonight's curious quote is, it's actually from a fortune cookie. So at some point a long time ago, I must have opened up a fortune cookie and I liked the fortune and I taped it right into my quote book. So it's, I don't have any uh, erudite scholar that I'm quoting. Just a fortune cookie. 
Here's the quote. Many a false step is made by standing still. Short and pithy, that is the art of the fortune cookie fortune. often talk about my own experiences and perspectives when I talk about the curious quote and this quote certainly is another one which has inspired me inspired me to take action rather than to sit still because of some fear I have or perceived limitation and of shared quotes have addressed this topic or similarly addressed this topic. So this is my last quote for 2016. So I want it to be for you and about you instead of me talking about me. My hope is that you take this quote to, to heart as you head into the next year. that you apply it to something which you've been putting off doing throughout this year. Like, what have you been standing still about rather than taking that first step? Like, what have you been putting off Maybe you have been thinking of starting a podcast or starting a YouTube channel or an Etsy shop or maybe It's about like taking piano lessons, learning a new language, or running in a 5K race, or maybe it's about people or a person 
maybe there is someone you want to spend more time with. Maybe it is about a romantic crush or just reconnecting with a friend you've not seen in a long time. Anyway, a, a new year is approaching soon. So, this is just me encouraging you As the way my quote book has encouraged me many times to go ahead and take that first step on something your heart desires. say about that. Sometimes when I have a quote, I sometimes don't know who said it or I don't know where I found it. But tonight's quote, I know exactly where it came from. Tonight's quote is from page 89 of the book No Ordinary Genius and this book is about the Nobel Prize winning physicist Richard Feynman and here's the quote from him which I saved into my quote book it's like, a, it's, it's, it's about like a paragraph. I think I've got the right idea to do crazy things. What other people would consider crazy things. There's so much fun to be had. I must say frankly that I don't understand myself and I don't know why certain things amuse me. I can't define the fun because fun is a different thing for different people. This quote has Help me to understand and accept that I can be amused by some, some pretty strange things. 
things that comes to mind is wearing a wig. Wearing a wig just brings me instant joy and not as part of a costume or dressing up in any other way. It doesn't matter if it's a woman's wig, a man's wig, or an old person's wig. Any wig of any style and any color is just instant fun to me. There have been a couple of times when I've gone on road trips with friends and we'll drive for a day or several days to just get to some destination. And the first thing I've done when we get to where we're going is to go straight to a thrift store and buy the first wig I see and to convince whoever I'm with to do the same. Thank goodness my friends can be quirky like I am. And yeah, you always have to be prepared for some, some pretty ugly and smelly wigs. But we have bought them anyway. And then spend the day exploring that city or town, wherever we're at, wearing our wigs. It just creates pure joy and permanent smiles in everything we do for the rest of the day. So over the years, I have accumulated quite a pile of strange, ugly, and smelly wigs. something else related to wigs, I can tell you. In college, we were instructed one day to go to the security office and get new photo IDs taken. I chose one of my wigs and I put it on and this wig looked nothing like my natural hair. And I then walked down to the security office and sat down and they took my photo. And 
for the next several years. That was the photo on my student ID. <laughs> and whenever I presented my ID to security, they never asked why I had a big mop of dark curly hair on the ID. They would just glance at my ID, glance at me, glance at my ID, glance at me, and then say, okay, go on. Just a silly thing that amused me every time it happened. But I don't know what my point is, except strange things like wearing crazy wigs amuse me. Maybe you, you are the same way. Sometime in the near future, maybe when you're on a road trip with some friends, go ahead and drag them to a thrift store, buy wigs for everyone, and then go sightseeing. It may just add an extra layer of fun and giggles to your day. Alright, that's, that's all I have to say about that. Tonight's curious quote is from page 196 of the book, The Stations of Solitude, by Alice Collar, and it is a long excerpt, so it's like a big paragraph. It's going to be the longest quote I've ever read from my quote book. Alright. Here it is. Why have you never been married? I answer the question automatically now. Just lucky, I guess. Not being married. Not having a man connected to me in any of the ways women now connect with men has nothing to do with my age. I am not old, but neither am I young. I have never married because the solitude I created 
has a room at its center only for matters I cherish for their own sake, loving my work, loving my dogs, loving the country, loving a man, and his loving me would have to be of the same sort, having no purpose beyond our loving one another. I would not be his mother, his teacher, his audience, his child, most especially not his housekeeper, his concubine, his punching bag. He would not be my father, my teacher, my audience, my child, my provider. I would not need him nor he me. He would only want to be a part of one another's lives, want one another's good, want to be one another's best friend, want one another intimately, as the supervening venison on our own being one another's best friend. So I read this book and this excerpt from this book a long time ago. I was, I was pretty young when I read that, but I, I just knew that there was some helpful insight to me at that age. And even though the, the book is written by a woman, and in this excerpt, She's talking about selecting a man. I felt that the, the message, the point she was making was applicable to anyone selecting a partner or a spouse. The first major point that I got from this excerpt was that it was okay to wait to get married or even never get married. 
and that was not a message I often heard when I was younger. It just seemed like there was such a there was such focus from society in so many different ways that everyone gets married and must get married as soon as possible. The second major point I got from this excerpt was that when you're considering someone or you're thinking about someone being uh, someone that you're going to spend the rest of your life with, you really should make sure that it is a healthy union. as important as knowing what I do want. And the the third point uh, or understanding that I got from reading this part of the book is that when you are selecting a lifetime partner or a spouse, it it should not be about need. I should not be with someone because I need them and they should not be with me because they need me. It should be about a a type of love which is centered around supporting each other, caring for each other, and being more like friends who choose to be together rather than like spouses who are legally bound to each other so they're together because they have to be. Romance is hard. Love is hard. Selecting one person to spend the rest of your life with is hard.
There are just so many complexities and factors and considerations. How do I want to wrap this up? Um, maybe with some advice. If you have not found that one special person yet, then maybe My suggestion is to look for someone you admire because of how they treat you and how they treat themselves and how they treat others. person you will enjoy spending the rest of your life with. Yeah. Mm. All right. That's all I have to say about that. Curious quote. Tonight's quote is from William James. And here it is. Nothing is so fatiguing as the eternal hanging on of an uncompleted task. This is probably one of my top five favorite quotes in my quote book. It's a, a concept that I am constantly thinking about. It's this stress that I feel from things that are on my to-do list, tasks that I haven't completed, and I'm just, just always so aware of these things just hanging over me. This awareness is it's, it's good and bad. It is good because it helps me to identify a major source of my daily stress, which is any uncompleted tasks that I have. 
and knowing that's where my stress comes from is helpful to me because I know that I can alleviate that stress by just getting things done by not procrastinating and finishing things sooner. And so I, I like that I'm aware of that. It's a motivator. But it is also bad because it highlights how I create and even maintain my constant daily stress because I, I never finish all the tasks that I feel I should get done by the end of the day. And I know part of my problem related to this is that I start too many new tasks. And that may be a, a conscious or maybe subconscious way to avoid finishing the other tasks I already started. So I'm so creating my own stress by doing all that. Good grief. Did I just say good grief? I sound like Charlie Brown. I don't normally say good grief. Wow. Maybe I said that to keep it um, a little more PG than how I might normally say how I feel about this thing I do. say good grief in conversation with other people. Alright, I'm getting sidetracked. Alright, so this is just good for me to talk about to you because I'm kind of clarifying to myself what I need to do. Like I'm just saying, saying this out loud, which is good because I, I know every day I do this. But to say it like this helps me turn it into more of something I, I want to be better at. I 
start. Less tasks, less new tasks, and I need to be better at finishing tasks that I already started. That's definitely easier said than done. <laughs> I know that that is the right thing to do. And I have to work harder at doing that. No, maybe not harder. I just need to stay focused on completing tasks I already started and not starting new tasks. Okay. Wish me luck. I'm sure I'm going to need it. But that's my goal. Alright. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs>